0: The DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
1: And my name is Alessandro Maniscalco. I am a co-contributor to the JLU Podcast, which you can follow on Twitter at JLU Podcast. And you can find me on Vero or on Twitter at Raverin. We actually completed our scene-by-scene analysis of Suicide Squad, so I'm I'm happy to come and help you guys out with this. Uh, And JLU Podcast has now moved on to Justice League. And uh, I have mentioned this before, and I'll keep mentioning it until we get it. To everyone uh, asking for the Snyder Cut, keep fighting the good fight. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut.
0: And the good fight you shall fight. (laughs) Today we are talking about Minute number 37 of Suicide Squad, and the minute's going to start out with Enchantress and Incubus continuing their encrypted. Nope, not even encrypted. They're just continuing their normal conversation. Cryptic. <laughs> Encryp- I said encrypted, but I was going to say cryptic. Yeah. Encrypted. That's silly. um I think, I think you can use in- that. Encryptic.
1: Encrypted? <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway, um, They're just they're just talking. They're talking nonsense. And Decrypted it's, now. Sure. It's gonna end with Incubus uh just walking down the subway lines. With some funk music. Is he walking with funk music? Yeah. Street light. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Jackie Brown Minute. Uh 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 spoilers, <laughs> my friend. Um so yeah, um man, I got some I got something. I got one big thing I want to say. What's your big general no, statement? I, this, my is ha- this is how you start an essay. Your big general
2: statement. Oh no, you can't. The BGS. I gotta, they I gotta call it. get a prompt. We have to bring Sam Otten in here.
0: Uh, <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me how to write an essay. Yeah, yeah. I need go for it. A you have the clip. big. Get it off your chest. No, it's about June Moon and Rick Flag. Uh, we're not there yet. We're still talking about. Okay. Um, we're still talking oh, about. Oh, I moons. have a big gripe about that. So. Yeah, and I'm sure. Sh- okay, we're there. <laughs> okay. But mine, yeah. Anyway, um, so a couple of demons are just hashing it out. Brother, sister, they're hugging yeah. it out uh-huh. in, in the subway.
2: Normally, deities that are family related usually mm-hmm. hate each other. Yeah, usually
0: there isn't a strong bond. Yeah, um, but, but they're like laying out all sprawled, uh, pursuit of happiness style in this subway station.
1: Yeah, it's kind of awkward.
0: <laughs> like Game of Thrones awkward? Is that yes? Guys? Hey, maybe. May, it it really? makes sense Ooh, that uh, would make you, a lot of sense yeah, it makes sense can't get mad at that yeah That's, and it's like okay it's i get it history all right yeah cool um, gotta
2: keep the bloodlines pure mm,
0: oh, <laughs> yikes um but you know she's just like just talk, she's her bedside manner is um it's it's not bad <laughs> 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 um it um
2: I guess I, I have more stuff to talk about with... With, with
0: Rick and, and her? Yeah, because I want to move on.
2: Rick Flag and June Moon, yeah. they are the majority of this minute. okay What happens with Enchantress and Incubus, I, it,
0: she tells him to eat some lunch, get strong, and she'll be back for him yeah, later. Go have some, kid. Yeah,
2: go have some breakfast, go make some coffee, and mm-hmm. we'll touch base again. You know, go do your thing. And with that, it's like I have more to talk about in tomorrow's minute. But this one... Um, I think this is the minute that's supposed to address um the the rising tension, you know, like in a storyline it's like, oh, it wouldn't be so easy to destroy the villain this way because there is this. collateral. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Got it. But uh whereas yesterday I was interested in what was going on, I am not interested at all with the the stakes with rick flag and Juma. they're just
0: too well done
2: i i just don't care i just yeah i'm just
0: trying to get off red meat yeah
2: <laughs> i really don't care uh about the the col- the collateral you know the, the tensions <clears throat> I, don't, I don't get i don't care I, like just kill her just do it like i would totally be like uh you know in the audience like who cares if you live okay i, I now, don't know you
0: that's my problem with this whenever there's like a possession or like split personality, whatever you want to call that sort of duality thing that goes on with characters and how she tells Rick, you know, if I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but if she said, you know, um, something goes wrong, kill me or whatever, even if it's killing me that I, in the back of my head, cause I'm a weird guy. Um, in my mind, it's like, I can probably shoot you, but it probably won't kill this magic entity in you. Cause mm-hmm. a bullet probably won't do that. I'll probably just end up killing you. And then the magic entity will just, I'm just slowing it down for a minute. You know what I mean? Maybe it'll just possess me. Yeah, exactly. There's something mm-hmm. like that that's always like, oh, ooh, mm-hmm. nope, can't just kill you like that. That doesn't work.
2: And I think that's true. I think that's... i think Is that true? I don't know I, if that's I, true. I, I mean... <laughs> well, it can't be true. I'm, watching, magic I, I'm like watching this... Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of horror movies where it's like someone gets possessed and it's like, oh, you know, what can we do? It's like, well, not much. It'll, you know, the demon that's using this person
0: as a host, like,
2: it'll yeah. just. Ki- Anything
0: we do to the demon, we do it to that person. Yeah. And then it's
2: yeah. like, like your options are just to let it kill off the host and then it moves on to another one. And mm-hmm. it's like, um, so, you know, this thing doesn't die, but yeah. the person does. So, <laughs> who, like, you know, you're dead anyways kind so of that's thing. that's it. Yeah. Um, mm. It's kind of hard to to take a chance on anything mm-hmm. um but yeah it, I I will say that as enchantress re-enters the room and yeah. in uh, Joel Kinnaman's reaction as he tries to pr- portray this character who is obviously spooked it's like <laughs> it's like yeah th- I would get freaked. I would and, do the same yelling thing, and man. saying God damn it is a great reaction yeah. to have I I give you kudos because that is my you know I would just like compress inward. Yeah. Well, before dying.
1: we even get to flags reaction. What bothers me about this is like they must have really wanted to cheap out on the special effects here cuz this room is so dark. It was not this dark when she left. And the way that she's supposed to just poof back into the room and be June Moon is is not very clear, and I I think they did it really poorly, and and cheaply, I've and seen I, and I don't know if you know this was a a reshoot or an edit or what, but it was not executed well at all.
2: The only source of light in this shot uh, is a lamp. Yeah. Now the lamp, um, you know, in the beginning of the shot, you see the lamp, and then it cuts out, and then it cuts back on on. But there is now a character in front of the lamp.
1: Uh, well, the lamp was never on. When she left, the lamp was not on.
0: Yeah, it was a dark room, man. It yeah, was a dark was room, e- but there was plenty the of light
1: from the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I would have turned on the lamp, right?
2: Like,
0: no. I don't think... Oh, see, like... I, you're, I don't think Rick was standing there for that long. It was... I feel like a lot of it... I don't know. How? Many, how well, I don't know. How that that
1: conversation would think you just seemed like an eternity, so... Yeah,
0: definitely <laughs> did, but I was going to say it's like it would have been instantaneous or at least really fast, but I don't know. I feel like Rick should have been pacing back and forth or pissing himself after she left.
1: It would have made more sense if the lamp was already on at the start of this shot. And yeah, like you said, he was pacing back and forth and all of a sudden she sp- poops appears. Oh, do you way- think
0: he turned on the lamp maybe? I don't know. Yeah, he I should
1: mean- have after, after Enchantress leaves... You know, it makes sense, like, oh, no, what do I do? Put on the lamp, you know, like, panic a little bit. Why would he just sit there in the dark?
2: I mean, that's why the lamp is on, right? But it's
1: not on at the beginning of this shot. It's complete darkness. The lamp is
2: on. The lamp is on. (laughs) No. Right?
1: No, it's complete darkness. Then Enchantress poofs in.
2: And the lamp turns on, and there's a person in front. And
1: then no, and then he turns the lamp on.
0: Uh, does he get the gun first, or does he do? You, he, do you, he does? What does he reach over? I think he puts the gun down. I think that's him putting the gun down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's I'm, got I'm think-
1: the gun in his hand already. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking like, oh no, he, you're right. The light just turns on by itself. That doesn't even make any sense.
0: So the light's <laughs> already c- it's on. Called, it's called no, magic. it's it's
1: completely <laughs> off. And then, and then he's like looking around with the gun and then poof. I thought he just got
2: spooked. After,
1: <laughs> after Enchantress already poofs in, then the light comes on by itself. So the way this scene was executed just doesn't make sense. And it was poorly done.
2: I, I think it's just a bad... Um, I, I think the blocking could have been uh, a little bit better. I mean, he she, he she comes back. She says Enchantress, but she comes back as June Moon. Right, because
1: um, whenever she says Enchantress, she she changes.
2: Yeah, but then she also teleported. Yeah, I guess it it's, it is kind of interesting. It's um, it's one of those things. Uh, it was where poorly.
1: This, it, it's just it ruins the flow. It it sort of is jarring, you know. It, it throws I, the audiences I'll for a loop. It's like, yeah, it, it, it's, it is pretty jarring. I mean, the, this whole
2: again, thirty five minutes in the film, we've we've had a montage of introducing characters and um, introducing, you know, the suicide squad, like this movie that we're in. Um, but this week with you has been, um, sort of exposition. It's, it, yeah, it's been, it's been, um, like what the film should actually be about. And so (laughs) the whole thing is jarring because we, we're shifting gears here. Um, and unfortunately it's like, Hey, I know we scrubbed the idea starting with this, but now we want to we want to talk about it now. We want to talk about who Enchantress is, why she's uh, a problem in this film, why she's the storyline, and it's like, okay, but we need to do this in like 5 minutes. You know, we need to do this in, like now. And right. we need you guys to know that this is a problem. And so it's like okay, it's you know, half an hour in you know with the other films um, with uh, Man of Steel is a good one, um, it, and like we said, X Men Apocalypse yesterday, the the films start out with their villains taking over in the first half hour. Like it is time to talk about why this is all an issue, give us reason for the Suicide Squad to exist, and and why this team is being is being used and abused. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about them first, and then introduce a problem. Dawn of Justice did the
0: same thing. They introduced the villain first, it was Batman. Well,
1: according to Waller, the problem is that Superman's gone. And mm-hmm. they had already experienced, you know, Zod and Doomsday. And they wanted something to fight off those types of threats now that Superman was gone. Mm-hmm. Or, and by the way, the light, you're right, the light was on. Welcome back to... Then and then, Lamp gate. <laughs> and then, but it's on for like a split second, and then it goes off, Enchantress pops in as June Moon, and then the light comes back on. So I guess they were going for, you know, tying in the magic and the machines and how it interferes with, maybe it interferes with her magic, and that's why she hates it, partially. But it just came out poorly and it just seemed like they were trying to save on special effects frankly
0: I agree with the save on special effects because her little warping the little smoke it's like it's it's, our, it's it's so dark they can't it's they really ju- yeah. yeah it's honestly I'll give just, you like, that cut. for sure like, they cut all right now car carla car- car- Clara car- car- Cara Cara kara Cara- go sit down on the bed <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll give you that It it gets really
2: dark and you can't see you can't enjoy the magic that's happening
0: that, I liked what you just said. I liked it. Okay. It worked on all levels. It worked on all levels. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: also, uh, Sam, I think, had pointed out that the novelization had uh, Enchantress's conversation with Incubus a little longer. And th- there was more to it. Sure.
2: Yeah. I, I wouldn't know because I don't know how to read.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, actually, yeah. it's kind of sounded like I would really enjoy the book.
2: I probably, that, I, yeah, I didn't even know, you know, I did,
0: honestly did not know any, a novelization existed. I think, now you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> does, I don't think one exists for Dawn of Justice, right? I, I think that has been one of those elusive things. There's, there's not even a publicized there's no script script yeah. of the film. Yeah. So like, get a script. it's like hard to find out more information about, yeah. Uh, the greatest yeah. comic book film of all time. True. But, um uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's. Uh, I think more so than the way this looks visually, because I'm I'm inclined to, for some reason, to forgive it. But the dialogue itself is something that I feel like we understand already, but don't care still. Between Be- June and Rick. Between June and Rick, yeah. in the sense that, hey, you could die, if. If nothing is done correctly or the way that people are pulling the strings, like June moon's life is at stake, but June moon is telling Rick flag, Hey, if you have to, uh, kill me. Yeah. It's like, if you have to choose, it's like, there is no, I've already chosen you. I just have to choose how to, do it. That's true. It's Which like, is
0: probably like usually the the, the uh, uh, obstacle of every hero that has that uh, dilemma faced to him. It's like, I already know what I'm going to do. I just gotta figure out how to do it. It's a little silly. Not silly. It's good storytelling. You said that's the, that's the struggle that the hero has to deal with. But he is Typically. not the hero. <laughs> so, no. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to piece together in my head. How I'm to get Deadshot sure. and Harley Quinn to no, care no, no, about no, no, this? no. So, <laughs> I think... As a whole, and maybe as what we're supposed to be seeing this movie, and it just didn't play out that way, the Suicide Squad was the X-Factor coming now. Task Force X-Factor. With with Simon Cowell. Um, So they were the Task Force X that was was supposed to just be brought in. I feel like we should have just been elusive to who they are, get to know the characters. Oh, that's really cool, 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 cool. And then they're the ones that bring in. It's like, oh, by the way, Rick Flag, you got to go do this one mission that's already messing you up with as being the hero. By the way, you got these gang of wackos that you got to come bring with you. That should have been. I feel like you're saying lean into Rick Flag being the maybe it should have been leaned into more of Rick Flag being the hero of being someone that overcome the obstacles as well as lead this band of whack jobs. But also the movies titled Suicide Squad, and you have to get into the fact that the main characters are the Suicide Squad, or more importantly, that the
2: general audience wants to see Harley Quinn and yeah. Will Smith. Yeah, there you go. Not <laughs> even just, Deadshot. They could have just called it, you know, Deadshot yeah. and
1: Harley or something.
2: It's like um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like this is a this is a minute where we're supposed to care about the hero, but you're not the one that people are here to see. Like no one is here to see Rick Flagg. No mm-hmm. one is
1: here to, you know, like. Well, we here's one. Here to, here's the yeah, thing. For- <clears throat> one thing I feel about Flag is Joel Kinnaman as an actor. You know, I've seen him in other things, and and I really like him in those things. And I don't know if it's if it's maybe it's the the you know the script, but he, I just think he's really bad in this movie. His his acting, the way he delivers his lines, and I think that really affects how we feel about him and how we feel about his relationship with, with Moon. And I, because I, and I hate to put, you know, blame him for it. That's why I'm thinking it's the script because mm-hmm. he does really good work in other stuff.
0: I feel the same way. It's like a Chris Pratt Jurassic World type thing. Go on. I, you want me to elaborate yeah, on yeah, that? Yeah, elaborate. I think I think Chris Pratt's little Jurassic World escapades. No offense to the guy. I think it's just silly writing. It's just a comical character that it's like, oh, dude, you're you're a decent actor. I enjoy you in most things. I've even enjoyed you in things that are like heart. Felt and touching. It's cool. You're great, but then you play this silly little southern dinosaur keeper guy, and it's just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, maybe that's the same way with Joel Kinnaman, where he's like playing this macho American hero, it's like eating a chicken wing in a dark hotel room at midnight. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah, he's just in a film that's maybe not it's about one of those you. things. that's like, yo, right. you're better than that. Uh, here, like, but not nothing against him. I'm just saying, I've seen you do better. Right. I, I don't like Joel
2: Kinnaman. But I think (laughs) (laughs) I don't like him in Altered Carbon. I I really don't think I don't find anything he does, you know, like attractive. Like, I don't like I don't go into something going, oh, Joel Kinnaman's in it. I go, oh, Joel Kinnaman's in it. I don't. Is he like a crisp? To me, Joel Kinnaman is like a diet. Actor for another actor. He's yeah. one of those things like you couldn't get you couldn't get Chris Pine, so you get Joel. You Kinnaman. couldn't get Charlie Hunnam, so oh, that's we, a we got one. Joel you Kinnaman. Go. Okay. Like I feel Dang, like
1: sorry, that's harsh. I geez. feel like
2: he's a like diet version of an of a bigger well, I really, actor. I really
1: liked him in the Killing, though. I thought that was a great role for him.
0: Didn't see it,
1: but I <laughs> I, I think it's great that I, I like who he is as a
2: character is something that David Ayer is is always writing. Like these characters, there's always this kind of character yeah. in a David Ayer film. So I feel confident that maybe they knew what they were doing with the character, but for once in a David Ayer film, it is not about you. It's about the weirdos that are the suicide squad. It's about Deadshot and how he's a broken person. It's about Harley Quinn. Now she's a broken person. It's about Killer Croc, how he's a broken person. We can't have perfect GI Joe here.
0: Worrying about his demonic girlfriend yeah, we, we
2: can't have this we can't say this guy is the hero because again no one paid for him no to one, be the hero <laughs> yeah no one yes no one is like oh geez. no one came into the theater with a box with a bag of popcorn and like they sat in their scene they're ready to see this movie with their rick flag no one should be caring like i don't get why all of a sudden like it's it's your problem that i have to care about i have to care about the suicide squad and why they're a thing I don't know. I think
1: they could have pulled off the character really well if he had been more of a focus in, you know, the the advertising, if they had made him more of a American hero type.
2: Yeah, I I guess they really could.
1: Yeah, I think they could have pulled it off, but they would have had to have a different actor. They needed someone with more charisma, someone taller. (laughs) <laughs>
2: we, we see it in, uh, it works, it works really good in, um, I want to say Man of Steel, um, even Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, we introduce a character
0: that becomes our doorway. The thing, I think the brick wall that we're hitting, and I probably, you probably hit it before in mm-hmm. regular comics, um, Rick Flag is not Steve Trevor. That's just it. Yeah, like, that's, that's where I was I'm, getting. At. Yeah, exactly. Probably. I'm sorry if I took the words out of your. No, statement. no, no, no. Go for but it's it. the same thing. It's just you hit that instant brick wall. Oh, this isn't Steve Trevor, and you put him especially in this role. This is kind of like a Steve Trevor thing to do. He's falling in love with the girl. He's mm-hmm. got it then. It's like, okay, dude, you should just be military guy leading a gang of wackos. That's what you should be doing. Um, I think they're hitting some points in this movie, especially when they're walking in the street. He's trying. Mm -hmm. to run the show and for a moment he's doing an okay job but then again it's uh you get that binder that big willie style throws in his face and then it just goes out the window and it's like oh yeah by the way rick flag's not the main character so forget about him
2: in uh man of steel we see guardian for like maybe 10 minutes total Mm -hmm. film time right and we care more about when he goes yeah. Then rick flag i mean there's but something
1: see, because i think it has a lot to do with with the casting and the script and the screenplay rather because yeah, screenplay yeah. in 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 man of steel you know he sort of embodies this strong willed person and rick flag does not seem strong-willed in this movie no mm-hmm.
2: not at all there's two scenes in man of steel that that shake hands with with what Guardian does. Mm-hmm. There's the first scene with Feora and then there's the last scene with Faora. Two scenes. And in those two scenes, Guardian is a developed character by the end of the second one because there is, a, there is an expectation and then there is a... He
0: does have a full arc. Yeah, yeah. A,
2: a full arc within two scenes. One with the first fight with Feora, being a simple human, dealing with Kryptonians now on Earth, mm-hmm. and then there is the human who has an advantage over the Kryptonians and there's an arc where you actually care about him when he goes... And like I said, that's not even, that's probably not even 10 minutes. It's less. Joel Kinniman's character in this film is a major character, but at the end of it, I could care less. Um, Wonder Woman, you have Steve Trevor, who is our gateway character into a world where Amazons exist and Greek gods exist. And it's like, we care about him. It's a very emotional moment when he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but. When Enchantress is gone and, and June Moon and, and, you know, the the catalyst of this film happens, do we care? And it's like, uh, I didn't think the film was going to be about you, and I don't care. No, care. I mean, <laughs> they, they could have
1: fixed it by casting someone, like, even in the comics, Rick Flagg is this more macho guy. Mm-hmm. So if they had cast someone more, more like, macho and burly and, and, you know, well, strong-willed, you know, confident... The end, if they would have had him not being in it just because of June, but rather um you know, he was tasked with leading this suicide squad and also it just so happens that you know his girlfriend is possessed, then that would be that would that would have been much better. but the fact that he's sort of like, you know, for in this situation and he's just dealing with it as opposed to, you know...
2: They should have already been in a relationship before she got possessed. It should have been right. like... It have should you ever seen... Exactly. Um, the 2014 Godzilla film, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character is brought into the storyline because his father is now an asset of the storyline. So he gets called into Japan to help his father. Mm-hmm. He gets dragged into the whole Godzilla bit. And so... With that, it's like they're already dating. Joel Kinnaman gets a call. Sorry. Rick Flagg gets a call saying, hey, there's something wrong with your significant other. She's now possessed. You have to come in and now you work for me because this is now my asset. Yeah. And now you are part of this team. Like now you have a real anchor that pulls this character and you have a reason not Hey, I raided this girl's apartment and I fell in love with her when she was in a bathtub. Yeah. Like, that doesn't work for me. I don't, that should never happen. That's a dude's like wet dream. I, I would never like think of myself as someone who could fall in love with a demon at first sight. It's a real weird, uh, it's, a, it's a weird take for me.
0: Mm. Um, Unless they look like those witches from that Scooby Doo movie. The <laughs> Hex Girls? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll
2: write that down. <laughs> Save for the next film. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, there, there is a better way to get us to care about this character if we wanted to I'm not saying that right. this, um, I think, um, is Joe Kinnaman also in the new Predator film, the, uh, the Predator is what they call it. I don't I know. I don't know. I'm not sure if he is, but there was something that, um, Alex said that I wanted to agree upon, which is. Make him more macho. Make him more stereotype. Make him like Chip Hazard from Small Soldiers. You know Arnold Schwarzenegger. Make exactly. him like Duke. Exactly. Make yes. You
0: just want Duke, and and that's what Rick Flag is. Rick Flag is Duke. It's yeah. just like uh, it's just who he is. Um, and that's it. It's the mission. Is the mission America is America. There's no goth girlfriend in the mix.
2: Yeah, and 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 make him someone you know like we just had Superman
0: pass away in this world. So you need a a. a Shitty substitute. <laughs> yeah, we
2: need the macho man who thinks yeah. he is. You, you know. just
0: need it. That's the that's the one part of the 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 team makeup that we said. You need I everyone guess, needs Croc, a Superman, but you need like the brawn and like or the, oh, at yeah. least the person that thinks they're the brawn.
2: You need the the Iron Man. The
0: nope, the All American. In my opinion, you need the All American. You need the All American, especially in like big dynamics. Yeah, I guess uh, Captain America book, dynamics. Yeah. But that's you what need the countryman. That's what it okay, is. okay so.
2: You know, if Captain Britain. Yeah, if they're going to have criticisms about how Superman is portrayed in this planet, in this universe, then yeah, then make that character mm-hmm. and show the people what they want, which is, I want all American hero, Moto like Rick Flag. You guys wanted it, here he is. Except he's not here, but that would have been great because then you know we
0: have it. And it makes you appreciate Steve Trevor even more on an emotional level, or Superman. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it makes you appreciate Superman, but then I was just thinking more of just like the 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 the, the man, the quote unquote air quote man mm-hmm. of the thing. Whatever. Anyways, in, in
2: Yeah, I mean minute... we
1: could have had we could have had a soldier that's like, we don't need Superman, we could take care of our you know yeah. ourselves. Yes. Yeah. That's you know, what yeah. We're exactly. humanity, we're 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 strong, you know. Get this That is done.
2: a perfect line. That just having that one line in there. Like you don't need Superman. You got yeah. me. Yeah, it pulls out the biggest machine gun I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like, mm-hmm. where is that guy? That is who I want to see in this universe. That it, that would be a perfect Rick Flag. Um, but unfortunately, we have this. And really, this scene is just foreshadowing. Like, it comes down to like you know, if you have to choose, you know, you, you gotta end my life, kind of thing. It's like, okay, this is gonna be at the end of the film. Watch this to kind of come back, guys. And so that's basically all it is. Oh, that means I shot two endings. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um and and uh, that's kind of just, you know, the where we go from there. And then we cut to uh Incubus walking in the subway, a very sickly person now who's possessed. Um but uh yeah, that's where we're gonna wrap up for today. If uh, you guys want to hit us up on all social media, you can find us at DCU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, and tell us what you thought about today's episode or any other episodes you're catching up on. Let us know what you guys think, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 38 of Suicide Squad.